Dr. Mindel told us. <laughs> Who? Doc, Professor Mindel? You never took him? Oh, was he the, um, that we had the class together? The fucking TV one? He always wore a newsboy cap. No, then I don't, I didn't go to Radford in nineteen. He had a big stupid beard. <laughs> I feel like I didn't know who you're talking about, but. Yeah, we took TV gotcha. production together in his class. That was a fun class. He did not like, he loved you, he hated me. All right, and on that note. <laughs> Remember he gave you a better grade than me. We did the same sh- Never mind. I'm not going to bring that shit up. <laughs> no, it's good. Keep it. All right. <laughs> All right now, once, you, really... once you start this intro, there's no going back. Yeah. All right. Let me. Just make it through the shit. And... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. All right. We'll just start it right here. Hey, everybody. And welcome back to Project Split Screen. This is episode two. And uh, I have a quick thing I want to read for you guys. You can obviously see it's a blank sheet of paper. I'm just going with the bit. Uh, Today's episode is brought to you by Zoom. So uh, in case you ever want to record a second podcast and have it deleted and lost in the ether of the internet forever, uh, use Zoom. Uh, They will guarantee, they're very much guaranteed to lose all of your files. So (laughs) uh, with me as always is my co-host and the man who always puts this podcast first. I don't know where I was going with that. <laughs> You're blanket ship. Right Hello, there. everyone. And with us today is our very, very special guest. You might remember him. It's a bit of a media leftovers uh, reunion here. Mr. Collar. Mr. Colin Mr. Brennan. Connor. <laughs> Mr. Well, Connor Brennan. Hello, everyone. I'm, I'm Mr. Connor Brennan. Uh, uh, hello, I'm Colin Brennan. Um, this is sort of a media leftovers uh, X by X crossover with uh, what? What is your guys's name again? I thought you already got canceled. <laughs> Project Split Screen. Project Split Screen. Thank you. Yes, it, it is a it is a pleasure to be on. Um, I know some news has reached you guys that I have died in an explosion. That's fake news. Don't listen to the media outlets. They don't know what they're talking about. Don't call it a comeback. He's here. He's with us right now in studio. And uh, we're going to bang this shit out. So, Chris, would you like to talk about the thing we talked about last time that was now lost? <laughs> we're talking about all of the things that we talked about last time. <laughs> uh yeah, let's talk about, uh, I guess our first topic is uh, Sony uh, changing Spider-Man's face in the remastered edition of Spider-Man, which I know there are some feelings about. Connor, yeah, you want to... Feelings on the internet mostly coming from me. Um, <laughs> if you're in the forums. I'm in the, I'm in the forums every it, night checking. It's, it's him and his seven alt accounts just ripping at each other. <laughs> Before I guess, before I give my thoughts on this, Colin, do you know what we're talking about with the Spider-Man thing? Yeah, I, I happen to peruse the internet as well. I'm sort of a tech savant. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I saw they changed the uh, the face for Spider-Man to to resemble Tom Tom Holland a little closer. Um, yeah, so that's one of the that's one of the prevailing theories on the internet. Um, I guess just for anybody else who may not be aware. Um, what Insomniac Games did when they decided to remake the PS4 Spider-Man and put it on the to the PS5, um, while adding a bunch of ray tracing and like new graphics, new lighting engines, and stuff like that, they also decided to change the face of Peter Parker 
entirely. Um, and for reasons that they claim to be motion capture related. So they were saying that the original actor uh, didn't look as good with the voice actor when they were trying to capture his face and they wanted to make it a more uh, realistic look, I guess, for the next generation. Um, so theoretically, this face will not only be in the Miles Morales game, but it'll also be in Spider-Man 2 whenever that comes out. So they want to basically just erase everything that's happened so far and uh, restart it with this new face. I, I, I'm i going to have to call bullshit on that one. I think it has nothing to do <laughs> with motion capture whatsoever because he looked fine in the first game. Um, and I have some prevailing theories. But Colin, you, you had already heard the one where they made him look like like they're supposedly making him look more like Tom Holland, right? Yeah, that was that was the theory that I I sort of delved into uh, in my research. Um, I'm actually I'm in support of them changing the face, which is not usually something that you and I agree. Like we don't disagree typically about things like this, but I think it's a smart move on Sony's part. Why? Mostly because they now they can sort of uh, congeal or conglomerate the. Um, the franchise, right? Uh, with Tom Holland's success in the movies, uh, in the Spider-Man movie, um, now they can sort of homogenize what the ideal or what the idea of Spider-Man, the image of Spider-Man, means to this next generation. If Tom Holland is the face that represents Spider-Man, if they see that in all forms of media, they'll understand that he is now our Tobey Maguire. Uh, yeah, that's thinking like a, a Sony exec who wants a fat dividend this, this quarter. <laughs> what can I say? I'm always chasing that bredder. Bredder. From a, yeah, from bredder. a bredder. From a, a bread, bread and butter. I think that makes total sense. Although from, I don't know, I, I'm trying, thinking like a Sony executive, I totally agree with you. Um, but in the end, I think it was a mistake for a couple reasons. Uh, only because I think people had gotten accustomed to that character who played the first one. Um, and that's basically where most of the fan outcry is coming from, people who sort of got attached to this version of Spider-Man, which is is separate from all of the Tom Holland stuff. Um, we should probably make that clear up front. They're not connected at all. They're two totally different stories. Um, and I think people were excited to see that version of the character continue on and to make it feel, I guess, more generic and less unique than that character was before and also i think there's a there's a story reason too which is that the peter parker in that game is supposed to be eight or nine years into being spider-man so he's like 25 26 that dude looks like he's 15 that is the youngest it doesn't make any sense like it's gonna look weird with him next to the mary jane character model and next to the black cat model and especially next to the miles morales character model who is supposed to be younger than he is. And he, Miles Morales now looks way older than that Peter Parker. So from a story standpoint, I don't understand why they would, like, let, let's say it makes, let's say the motion capture thing is true. It doesn't make sense that they would make him that young from a story perspective. You're saying you don't promote the idea of Peter Parker being a youngling hunting after MILFs in the city? I can't say I do, no. <laughs> <laughs> Not for this version. I mean, it <laughs> like it's better in any other version. But I, I don't think it makes sense with what they were, the story that they were trying to tell. Like the the Homecoming movie, he's in high school and he's still like just kind of getting the ropes of being a Spider-Man. So 
it, it would make sense that they would make, cast him to be like 14, 15, and he would be younger. But this is a totally different version. It's like the Tobey Maguire version. Like, they made it so that he was out of college, or he was, like, close to college age, but he still kind of looks older. Like, they didn't, they didn't set it up so that he was a high school kid the entire time. Um, but I also think there's some other corporate things going on. But have you have, – so neither of you have played through the entire game, right? I don't no. even own a PS4. I, I think I've, we talked about this in the last episode. I haven't played Spider-Man since 2002. Uh, so totally you're, lost. You're you're touched. You're scared want, behind. Yeah, I <laughs> I want them to bring. I want them to bring that Peter Parker back. The like pixelated, blocky, two Peter Parker. Yeah, very polygonish. The web of shadows, Peter Parker. Well, I guess that that kind of leads me into my my two theories for this game, or, or for why they decided to change it. One is what you brought up earlier, Colin, which is that they want a more cohesive brand. They want it to look like Tom Holland. They want, when you picture Spider-Man, they want you to think of that version because he makes a lot of money. Um, the other thing that I think people are talking about less is the fact that the Marvel's Avengers game came out and failed horribly. Like, nobody bought it. Nobody's playing it. I think I saw an article the other day that said there's less than a thousand users um, active on PC, which for a game that came out a month ago is terrible. <laughs> uh, and the only hope they have of making that game more popular now is with the Spider-Man DLC that they're that they've promised uh, early next year, exclusively for PlayStation. So I think they're trying to make the Insomniac version look as boring as possible, look as generic as possible so that people will associate the two games and it'll make more money for Sony. Mm -hmm. Because Sony bought Insomniac Games, which made Spider-Man PS4. And this decision has the stink of like bad corporate, like shitty Sony decision all over it. Sony hasn't really been on the ball in the last like five to eight years too. Because they had the... um... They they had to fight for the copyright for Spider Man, right? Yeah, they had to um, they had to try and get it back because basically they just kept fucking it up with like Amazing Spider Man and uh, some of the like animated stuff, and then Marvel tried to buy it back, but then they made Spider Verse, which you know allows them to keep the rights to the character and was a great movie. So, but that's really the only good thing Sony has done. I mean, look at Venom. Venom is awful. <laughs> So who knows, you know, I, I don't know if they're going to change. I think the, the easiest solution for me would just be to do both, like have both characters in there and then just let the player choose which one they want to have in the game. Like, I don't understand why this is like, just put up a disclaimer that's like, hey, if you want the best graphics, play the new version of the character, but you can still play the old version. It just won't look as good. I guarantee you like 80 to 90% of the people who play that game will pick the old version. Hold on, Connor. Now you're thinking like a Sony exec. Let's charge it as additional DLC costume release. $19.99 price tag. Then all the Zoomers who will want to associate Tom Holland with Spider-Man can have their cake and eat it too, but they put a little bit of money in our pocket. That's something like a Sony exec. Thinking like a Sony exec is doing all that. And then adding it into the season pass DLC, which is $60 a year, Spider-Man Battle two, Pass. Two, <laughs> Spider-Man Battle Pass includes two DLC packs. 
Nothing says Spider-Man like a shitty live service game. That's what I. That's what I always say. <laughs> Dude, why don't we just pitch the idea? Spider-Man Battle Royale. You're one of many Spider-Mans, fully customizable options, but you all basically have to look in the range of Tom Holland. Avengers Battle Royale. Well, there you go. It's not a bad idea. That's, that's kind of I was, what, I'd probably buy it. That's kind of what Fortnite's doing right now with all those skins. Wow. Yeah. So, Connor, you brought up the, uh, the Marvel Avengers, right? The, the video game that mm-hmm. has been failing recently. Did that not have Spider-Man on, on the drop? No, and he is an exclusive character to the PlayStation. So only PlayStation users get to play that character. Well, that's shitty. It's shitty, but it also makes me think that that's probably more accurate to what's going on, only because Sony owns now the rights to the Avengers game like for exclusive content, and they own Insomniac, which made Spider-Man PS4. So the fact that they would want to make those two characters look as similar as possible, I think makes the most sense to me. Yeah, I can see brand cohesion being uh, definitely one of the big proponents. Um, like you said, I think it, uh, another big reason is uh, so my own headcanon of Sony recently is that they've been kind of f- flipping and fumbling the bag while uh, the rest of the Marvel Universe has been whipping and tumbling it. Shout out to the Migos. Uh, <laughs> but I think they're running out of ideas and they're trying, because like there's a big trend I've been noticing recently with like superhero movies and, uh, you know, there's this big, big, big uh, um, uh, market for, for superheroes, right? Um, and one of my theories is that we're sort of running out of ideas because all of the, all the stretches of, historic superhero like comics and all the ideas that have been passed over already uh that that exist within that canon and that universe there's not really much else without being too outside of the creative scope of the originality and i think this is very popular with all sorts of you know outlets media nowadays where we're trying to revisit the the classics um, but I think they're revisiting this one a little too fast. <laughs> I don't think Tom Holland is a classic just yet. No, and it's amazing to me that even like even the video games can't escape a Spider-Man recast, which I think is funny as hell. Like <laughs> they've been they've been doing it in live action for fucking years now, but now even the fake virtual version of him still gets recast. Like, and this is the part of <clears throat> part of the Spider-Man life cycle. This is the remastered version, too. It's not even like a new game. No, yeah, right. It's the same game. <laughs> it's literally yeah. the same thing. Well, I, was, well I, I mentioned earlier that uh, it's, on, a, on a remaster, like the ray tracing and adding all that shit is expected, right? But th- this is the one thing that is like raises some eyebrows because like when you remaster a game, you typically don't change like what the person looks like in its entirety. Right. You know what I mean? No, absolutely. The only other time I can think of where this happened was, um, I don't know if you guys remember this either, but like the the video game Infamous, from Infamous 1 to Infamous 2, they totally changed what the main character looked like. And there was the same sort of outcry um, from all the people who were fans of that game too. I think to a lesser extent, because no one really gives a fuck about Infamous anymore. Like, it's not, it doesn't have, Infamous doesn't have the brand power of, like, Spider-Man. So there's much less people that are going to be upset over a 
I don't even remember. I don't even remember what that character's name was, but like over his face change, you know, people are going to be, it's going to be a quiet minority, I guess. If they pulled a, an Iron Man two where they switched, swapped out uh, Terrence Howard for Don Cheadle. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> Except no one cared about that. Yeah. They just looked at him and they were like, do I know you? Yeah. They were like, I think that's a different guy. <laughs> but I'm not sure. But no one really bat an eye. They just looked at each other and played along. Yeah, they're like, I guess he's all right. That's fine. I think I think what people were just so it's not the actual face change. I think people were upset about because that I wouldn't be really be that upset if it looked better. But the problem is that it looks worse. Like it looks way worse. Even not just in you know what age he's supposed to be, but the actual animations. There's a side by side video of the the scene that they put out in the remastered one and the original one and it it looks a hundred times worse and so which makes me think that like it had nothing to do with the motion capture at all because it looked fine before it looks fine now i don't know no i'm on board that they were trying to make it look like tom holland to you know make people like you've seen the movies now you can play them in the games right now you get to be tom holland (laughs) I should I should mention the voice is the same. So that that will be consistent throughout. So I think for you guys, let's say in November you guys pick up a PS5 and you play Spider-Man Remastered. What are we, Rich? <laughs> We're already paying that kind of dollars in the hole. I don't <laughs> Let's say let's say that happens though. I don't think it would have that big of an impact for you guys. All right, we can play in this fantasy space. <laughs> But you guys haven't played the other game. So I think no. you might just see that and be like, oh, this looks kind of bad, but it doesn't, you know, you get over it pretty quickly. We um, have nothing to compare it to, so we probably wouldn't notice as much. Yeah, exactly. So, and maybe that's what they're hoping for. Like, this whole new wave of people that didn't play it on PS4 who are, like, more casual Marvel fans, and they're like, oh, shit, that one looks like Tom Holland. And then they go in and, and buy it for PS5. Yeah. Was it a popular game? It was the most popular game on PS4. Um, well, that might be indicative of, of what they're trying to do for the PS5. Because if, if they're trying to boost sales and they sort of have Tom Holland as their spokesman, you know, representing Spider-Man as the like flagship game of the PS5, they're trying to, they're trying to pull a GTA 5 here where they stretch it over seven years, three copies of each game for every next gen. You know, yeah. they could probably milk this for everything it's worth. Yeah, you're not wrong. Um, it only comes with the Miles Morales Deluxe Edition. I think it's like twenty extra dollars, and you get Spider-Man Remastered. Can't wait to grab my PS8 in forty years and have the launch day title of Spider-Man with Tom Holland <clears throat> again. <laughs> <laughs> they just keep adding the word "remastered" every time it goes to a new console. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'm not. I'm not thrilled about that and it didn't it was one of those things where it felt kind of nice to go on the internet and have everyone feel the same way you do it's nice when the internet can collect can come together and say no on something sometimes yeah Yeah. just to make sure you're not crazy or anything yeah just just confirm your biases in an echo chamber it's so great (laughs) (laughs) what probably are people out there that love it i'm just like pushing it away (laughs) what harm could it do if you only ever hear what you want to right exactly Nothing. I'm perfect, and I will never yeah. change. 
Nothing wrong with it at all. I don't think <laughs> I name once one time in history that's ever been a bad thing. Can't think of any. None. <laughs> oh man, I, I was I was really it was funny. Someone actually, uh, one of our friends on Facebook, I put something up about this, and she was whoa, like, "Whoa, whoa, cut his mic, cut his mic, copyright." I didn't. I didn't say a name. Uh, you said Facebook. Facebook. Uh, we're demonetized. Oh, oh. <laughs> Zuckerberg's coming for you right now. <laughs> Zuck is I was, listening. I was on Facebook or Twitter, whichever one decides to pay us more. And um, I saw she had commented. I, I put something like the picture up. It was some, you know, something about how stupid I thought this decision was. And she wrote that this didn't matter. And uh, and underneath it, I wrote something like, um, I was like, well, what would happen if like she loves golden girls so i was like what would happen if i like took one of your old ass boomer shows and i replaced b arthur with hulk hogan like would you be pissed and then that she sounds was like, like a great show yeah, that sounds like a great show <laughs> i would watch that <laughs> the more i thought about it the more i kind of wanted to see that the lines and everything have to stay the same yeah <laughs> <laughs> delivery exactly the same except every now and then he just peppers in one of those catchphrase brother <laughs> <laughs> He's like, ooh, we gotta get to sewing class. <laughs> That'd be fucking awesome. Uh, speaking of games that have seen a recent resurgence, or I should say their first surgence of popularity, um, I know you guys have been playing it with me and you've been playing with your friends. What are your opinions on the developers canceling the progress of Among Us 2? to focus on Among Us 1. I think that's a good idea. Yeah, I think uh, I think you ride Among Us while the train's still going. Yep. Yep, I couldn't agree more. I mean, it's... I'm. I'm uh, All right, and there goes that topic. Okay. <laughs> I assume it hasn't at its peak yet, so I think developing that and just... I mean, I don't know how much... I mean, they're making tons of money, I assume, off of it. Just keep working on it until it hits its peak, and then even after its downfall a little bit, and then release Among Us too, and get that nostalgia back. They were talking about that they want to make um, ghosts more interesting because a lot of times with people who aren't playing with their friends, if they're just in an online match, they'll as soon as they die, they'll just leave, and then all those tasks don't get done, or it has to like rearrange tasks or something. So I think they were they're trying to make it so that ghosts can either like try and stop the like the, the ghost could shut doors or whatever so they could try and stop the killer from getting to the other crewmates or like have more of a responsibility to where they can affect the outcome which i think is a good idea yeah i think if ghosts could shut doors they could tip off who the imposter is and that's not really fun yeah that seems a little oh, yeah, that's true yeah I don't know, I'm sure they'll work it in a way that, like, that won't happen. Um, or I guess that was more of, like, a theoretical, like, this could, yeah. like, it could, like, a hypothetical situation. But I'm I'm sure they'll do something that'll make ghosts more. Yeah, no, they're, being a ghost kind of sucks. I mean, you can, like, follow things around and complete your tasks. But if you leave, your tasks just go away. So it's like you completed all of them. Yeah. You know? And if you're online with random people, like, when people die, they, again, they leave. Or they just sit there, and then there's no way that the lobby will complete their tasks as crewmates, and you have to find the imposter. Yeah. Well, the problem, too, is that when you play online, there's just three people in the security room at all times not doing their tasks. 
that's that's me. Just wank, <laughs> wanking, sitting on the cameras. Yeah, there's just it never. The only way you you either vote the person out or everybody dies. Like there's yeah, you don't really have a task finish with online people. I, I tell think- you what. The, the way that game makes a lot of money is that they get a handshake partnership with Sony, put Tom Holland's face over all of the crewmates. <laughs> then you've got a lucrative deal. That's a deal right there. Tom Sus. Tom is Sus, Tom's... but everyone is Tuss. Everyone looks exactly <laughs> the same. Just that stupid face. Oh, my God. Colin, you've seen the like what it actually looks like, right? I have. Um, and, Connor, I think you're stupid. Uh, no. <laughs> I, I would have to disagree with you. I think that the the image of the the face doesn't look as bad as you think. Um, but I think it's because you're a big Spider-Man fanboy. Uh, and True. also your opinions are dumb. True. And, <laughs> and, and he's seen all the memes shared on Reddit and Facebook. Yeah. Uh, but I don't, I don't think it's that bad. It's close enough that when I first looked at it, I said, oh, Tom Holland, right? Um, but I think there's something off about it which is, I can't quite pinpoint what it is, but I think the shape of his head is either too small or he looks too much like a turtle. And I think the change, the change from what they had before is definitely, like you said, a downside. But I think in the grand scheme of things, in the long run, Sony is making a move that is extremely intelligent for the, the franchise. The problem, I, I guess, I, I would feel differently about it if, three people played Spider-Man PS4 and then they were trying to get this whole new market. But the problem is that I think everybody who played Spider-Man PS4 played Spider-Man PS4. Like it was the most popular PlayStation 4 game ever. So it's weird to me that you would take all of this like goodwill that you've harbored with the fans and just shit all over it with this decision. Like from that perspective, I don't understand it at all. Well, they don't care about the boomers. The boomers like me. I don't care about the old heads like you. (laughs) They're here for that new wave, retro wave music. Snorting glue or whatever kids do nowadays. I should. You bring up an interesting point, though, because I should bring up my bias towards this game. Like, I think it's the best piece of Spider-Man media since the, I mean, I don't even know, since the Raimi films? I don't know. Like, I mean, it was like that that and Spider-Verse came out the same year, which are both awesome. But this just felt wholly unique to me, and it sucks that it's kind of being like now it has corp the, the corporate slime all over it, changing it into something that's worse, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I can definitely see. Um, I know I've said it a million times. I, I was that way with the weekend's music. Once he sold out to the pop punk like industry, I was like, okay. I, I looked like the the Andy meme where I drop Woody and I say, I don't want to play with you anymore. Dude, it's so funny you say that because I was just talking to my brother. We were listening to the the After Hours album, the new one, and I was talking to him and I was like, I can't even imagine how much Colin hates this album. Oh, I didn't even listen to it. Oh, you haven't listened to it yet? Okay. No, no sir. I have stopped listening to The Weeknd, which is a shame. I don't know if you would hate it. it it's all like 80s throwback. Um, oh, I would hate it. 80s synth. Yeah, okay. Then yeah, I think you probably would hate it. I love White Girl Weekend, so that's that's kind of like my jam. But I totally under. But so this is the exact. But yeah, the same song thing. was made for you. <laughs> right. So this is the exact same thing with the Spider Man thing. 
They don't. <laughs> the to weekend each their producers own. and managers do not care about the old heads like Colin. They just want all the white girl fans like me. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. What Dude, what generates the most money? The new weekend is the Tom Holland of the music industry. <laughs> <laughs> like it's fine, but there's stuff before it that was way better. Yeah, and all the changes. Everyone's like, I remember the old weekend, like me. Yeah, you're a, you're a trilogy boy. I was born on the trilogy. Chris, are you are you White Girl Weekend or are you Old Weekend? Old Weekend. I don't give a shit about this new weekend. Hey. I haven't I haven't listened to the new album. My homie. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, me we neither. We gotta stick together, Chris. That shit sucks, dude. <laughs> They're against. We us. we really liked the weekend back like 2015 era, but. Yeah. Well, I got I got into it when it was like half in, half out. White Girl Weekend, like Beauty Behind the Madness, still has like trilogy vibes, I think. Um, but it, he was sort of crossing over into that more mainstream pop sound. So I was kind of there, and then right after that was Starboy, which is all pop. Um, and that's kind of like the weekend that I started listening to. So that's my favorite. Yeah, see, I think... I'm a, I'm a hypocrite about that because I love Starboy. I think that album's really good. Really? Then you might actually like this new album. No, I already hate it. <laughs> just the thought of a new weekend album makes me almost want to puke. It just makes you exhausted. You're like, oh yeah. my god. Even at thinking about it, I'm like, ugh. It's yeah. I mean, yeah. I I don't know. I don't know if you'd like it or not. But Chris, do you wanna um? Do you wanna do the video game thing? I was actually kind of excited about it. Did you tell Colin about what we were doing for that? Yeah, I, uh, I let him know. Uh, basically, the question I saw on Reddit, like, I don't know, a month or two ago, was, actually, I think it might have been, like, a screenshot of a tweet or something like that, but uh, it was, uh, what are the top five, but we're going to say three, top three video games from, like, your teen years, your youth, uh, and I wanted to save that, and I didn't let you guys discuss beforehand what they were. I wanted to keep it uh secret so that the first first time you answer that question is on here oh shit dude this is a debut yeah debut, debut. coming to you live at the debut split screen media <laughs> close split screen uh, media is not a bad name either <laughs> yeah that's that's the uh that's the show company hey, that all of yeah. our offshore accounts go to <laughs> think about it just workshop it <laughs> i love your face right there because you were like shit that's <laughs> <laughs> that's a way better idea <laughs> We've committed, though. <laughs> I mean, have we? We haven't even... <laughs> Connor, you're $8 in the hole. You can't afford... Oh, you're right. You're not getting that $8 back. It's Project We're 24 in the hole. But it's okay. Uh, <laughs> it's just counting, really. It's burning money, hemorrhaging it. Whatever. It's like the scene from Batman where the Joker sets a pile of money on fire. That's us. <laughs> <laughs> it's not about the money. It's about my $8. <laughs> it's all, all about the money. Also, how long is your refund trial? Uh, thirty days, maybe. So we got. Uh, oh, that's plenty of time. We got, we got four, we got three more episodes after this one to figure this shit out. Oh, dude, we're gonna bang out like a hundred of them in those thirty days. You kidding me? We're getting our money's yeah. worth, dude. Yeah. Uh, so Colin, do you wanna you wanna answer first since you're our lovely guest? Yeah, I'd love to. Um, uh, they don't have to be in any particular order, or you can rank them. It's up to you. Okay, I'm going to rank them, but not in a traditional sense. So um, the eighth, eighth uh, game 
would probably be uh, Final Fantasy IV. I'm a big fantasy nerd, loved Final Fantasy, um, and I think it helped helped shape my conception of the idea of what I believe being a hero means nowadays. Um, I know for for someone like Connor, that might be synonymous with like hero game, like superhero games, like Spider Man or you know Marvel games, where you, <laughs> big thumbs up. You play someone who is doing good for the sake of doing good and and wanting to help those around you and be a, a, a you know a member of a community that you belong to. Uh, with Final Fantasy, it's a little bit different. You also kill monsters and drink potions and cast spells and shit, but um, I think it it was really the the moments that I spent watching my older brother play that game that um, helped shape my my idea of what it means to be good or what it means to do good. Um, my second game, and uh, you can go ahead and stop me if I'm breezing through these. Uh, we got to hit this quota, boys. <laughs> um, would happen would have to be Super Smash Brothers sixty four. You guys ever play that? Hell yeah. I'm, I'm a huge fan of the original Smash Bros. <laughs> Chris is <laughs> like, yeah, sure. Yeah, whatever you say. Um, I'm a big fan of the, the original Smash Bros. Um, I remember the hours that my older brother and, and my little sister, we played that game like all the time. Uh, and it kind of spawned the... the uh, I think it spawned the genre of party games that are also beat up your beat your friends to a bloody pulp uh and then gloat about it get too drunk and then call someone a pussy very loudly and then you no longer have friends to play on your switch anymore yeah (laughs) (laughs) but it's a great proponent it is the ancestor of that that very niche market of gaming um which is not become so niche anymore and that i think that's something i actually wanted to talk about this is colin's sidebar i'm taking over the podcast hand me the mic there connor um that i've noticed that a a big uh portion of games nowadays are competitive to a sense where they're sort of pseudo competitive um it, it is competition within the bounds of still trying to have fun right um and like very very competitive games like shooters um i know i said it before we started but like league of legends and and others that you are you are a team going against directly another team um games like among us and uh i played some card games and board games with my family that are kind of like one person is an imposter right um and they they get to do all these sort of weird tasks and and they backstab their their friends and family it's kind of like the new age monopoly like the the mafia games basically yeah like mafia and stuff like that those have been getting very popular recently um and i guess that sort of rolls into my third game um i'm a big fan of the jackbox games and one of them in particular i think it's on either the fifth or, or fourth jackbox it's called like um it's called like who who's the alien or discover the alien or some shit. I don't know. Jackbox, rename your damn games. <laughs> I think that one's five. Yeah. It's it's like one one or two people are the aliens, so you have to discover who it is through these tests. And that sort of like cognitive logic puzzle um is like one of my favorite things to do. 
especially if I'm the imposter, because I love to lie. Just love being a little liar. <laughs> uh, but that is my that is my 2020 uh, gold star, gold Michelin star game list of the year. Okay, that's a pretty good list, honestly. It's very uh, mine. Mine was maybe a little bit more single player focused, but I like the the multiplayer aspect of it too. Because like any of those games that you said would would definitely break like my top ten for sure. Except maybe know. Final Fantasy. I've never played a Final Fantasy. Oh, you're robbing yourself of the experience. I played one, hated it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, Chris, then, Chris. Okay? How about you tell me what your fucking games are? Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, and I also uh, Madden I 2019, Madden 2020, and <laughs> Madden 2021. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, fuck you. Um, no, I also never played Smash Bros. Growing up, so I can't relate to that one. But uh, I think my and these are in, I'm not ranking them, in no no particular order. I think the first one that comes to mind is probably Need for Speed Underground. Like way back in the day, that's like the first game that I remember playing, like, that memory is very, like, like, I can remember it really well. Uh, I, like, had other, I had, like, Spyro and stuff like that, and I would love to see a new Spyro game that doesn't suck, but uh, Need for Speed Underground was, like, the first racing game I ever had, and I've loved racing games ever since. Um, obviously, I can't pick any of the new Forzas because they suck, but, uh, then second would probably be um, probably one of the Madden or Madden series, just because <laughs> you, you, you knew it was coming. <laughs> Classic Chris. I've been, I've, I think I've gotten every Madden since like 08, 07. It's been like over a decade's worth of, of games that I've played. Uh, and I've gotten really invested in the Ultimate Team when that came out like a decade ago. And I uh, spent a lot of time on that, like, doing the challenges and just trying to build a team and stuff. And lately, I've just been, like, not giving a shit about it. It's past it, but it, it, it's important to me. You to spend $800 to get a good team. Yeah, well, I, I, I went off from, like, trying to get a good team to just doing, like, an Eagles team and just, like, building, like, my, like, just make, like having fun with it. But even then, it's still a fucking grind. Oh, then you don't have to spend a lot of money at all for that team. That's... Yeah, well, not this year. <laughs> no, uh... <laughs> I did it last Sorry, year. Dude. I, you know, it's, they fucking suck. Uh, <laughs> I uh, no, I did it last year. I can. I got like a hundred percent done with the team, and then uh, actually, I think we talked about this in the last episode. I uh, I was doing it again this year, and uh, I loaded up Madden Twenty One, and like within like two days, realized how fucking bad it is. <laughs> and I tried to. Uh, or maybe it was the first episode I tried to trick the trick Microsoft and give me a refund. Yeah, that, that didn't work. <laughs> so Sitting on your hard drive now. You tried yeah. to finesse Microsoft. Yeah, no they wonder it didn't work. They don't have. I think it was because I used like my pre-order bonus, or I got like the EA Play discount or some shit like that. I uh, I couldn't get a refund for it, so I tried to like click, like, uh, oh, I accidentally purchased the wrong version of this game. And uh, I said in the claim, <laughs> Microsoft was like, no, you didn't, you fucking dummy. <laughs> yeah, they sent you a message that said, we know what you did. Yeah. We know you're here every year, motherfucker. So now I play it every now and then, but I don't. Yeah. It's lost its appeal a little bit because the game's just 
degraded so much. Not very good, yeah. Yeah, it's just getting worse and worse. I love all the, uh, like, when people would be like, oh, this was, like, they like in 21, it literally has, like, graphics from Madden 20 that say, like, Madden 20 in it and shit. Oh, I love those videos, yeah. <laughs> they had that with, um, yeah, when, when 20 came out, it was, like, Madden 18 or something in the stands. Like, you could yeah. see it written on the thing. It's like, oh, my God, stop making these every year. Take three years. Make it really good. Yeah. Uh, and speaking of making games every year, <laughs> third game, probably be uh, Call of Duty Black Ops. Um, uh, the Call of Duty series, I didn't play like Halo or Battlefield or anything like that, but the Call of Duty series was pretty big, uh, at least growing up for me, which is pretty basic. But <laughs> uh, when I moved, I moved like in the middle of high school and allowed me to stay like in touch with like my friends from uh, the previous state that I lived in. So... It was nice. And uh, Black Ops was my favorite Call of Duty series, or game from the series, so. Black Ops is great. Yeah, the original Black Ops 1. Yeah, yeah, no, that game is awesome. Yeah. Uh, the zombies mode in that, it was, like, out of this world. I was actually playing it the other day, like, two days ago. I was playing the original Black Ops. Oh, shit. What's your oh. gamer tag, bro? You have me on Xbox. <laughs> <laughs> we should, like, but I'll, I'll God, jump in, yeah. We, no, we should all get on Black Ops 1 uh, zombies, because that was super fun. Yeah, I was just fucking around in like combat training, like just fucking around quick scoping like bots. But <laughs> <laughs> that was the first game with combat training. I think that was a great addition. Yeah, because it was I think it was MW two before that. It kind of led to that uh, that Titan, and I I fucking love Titanfall one. But it it was that Titanfall one thing of like we're gonna have eight people on the map, but there was also gonna be like thirty bots. Yeah. So even if you suck at the game, you can still feel like you did something by killing a bunch of AI people. <laughs> yeah. Um, God, Titanfall 1 was amazing. Yeah, I love Titanfall 1. All right, Connor, what three Spider-Man games are going to be your favorites? <laughs> One, two, three. That's my All right, end of podcast. End of podcast. <laughs> Wrap it up. Um, I think like Chris, two of mine are series, and then one of mine is an actual game. Um, can you pick the best game from the series? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I could do that. Um, and are, you, are these in any order or no? I, uh, the first, the, the back two aren't. You can put them however you want. But number one is, like, my favorite game of all time. Um, so I guess for three, we'll say three, uh, it would be the Mario series, but specifically the 3D Mario series. Um, that was the first, that and the PS, the GameCube and the PS2 were the first game systems I had. And the first game I got for that uh, was, it was Luigi's Mansion and Super Mario Sunshine. And I don't even know how many hours of my life I put into Super Mario Sunshine. Like, I played that game, so so much of my childhood was consumed by that game. And it's it really hasn't changed much at all for me. Like, I played that, I played, you know, when Galaxy came out, I played that. And then now Odyssey, which is, like, arguably the best one. Um, Odyssey is so good. But I, I guess from that, I would say either Odyssey or Galaxy are probably my favorites. Um, going back, Sunshine is a little janky. <laughs> but you don't really notice it as a kid. Yeah. But that series, I think, just defined, like, so much of what I came to enjoy in my video games, which was just solid game. Like, I'm there for the gameplay. I'm not there because it has a, a AAA story like The Last of Us or because... You know, it has a crazy open world with all these explorations like Assassin's Creed. Like, it's the game. Like, it's it's how it controls. It's how it feels. It's, and that game is, like, you know, the most game candy game you can possibly play. Like, it's awesome. So, do you think that's something that's that 
is becoming oversaturated in today's like gaming market is games that offer like very broad wide scopes of exploration like open world games like assassin's creed where there just seems to be swaths of content that are either underproduced or procedurally generated in a way where there's just not a lot of personality in them hell yes (laughs) (laughs) there is so much of that right now and it it feels like or are we just older and well, aren't as naive game boomers <laughs> yeah we're, we are game boomers at this point probably but i, I think it, it for me it started with far cry 3 that that was the game where i feel like that genre of like open world uh there's towers that you have to get to find the map there's collectibles there's like bases that you have to go into like all that kind of shit that started with far cry 3 and when far cry 3 came out that was novel so that game was amazing and then Ubisoft was like, hey, everybody liked Far Cry 3. Let's do that 20 more times with all of our franchises. So now it, it feels very old. And like even games that try and put a fresh paint on it, like Ghosts of Tsushima, um, I think are still at their core are that type of game, which oh, I think it's kind of old. Um, but I guess my, my second series would have to be the Kingdom Hearts series. Um, Kingdom Hearts 2 definitely being my favorite. Uh, besides the magic. They fucked the magic in that game. It's so bad. But I think that that was one of those games that was just a total surprise for me. Usually when you play games, you kind of know what you're getting into or you know, like, I think I might like this because XYZ. And that was one of those games that my friend just brought over when I was a kid. And he was like, hey, this is Kingdom Hearts. And I thought it was, I legitimately thought it was like, you know the Bejeweled games where you have to match three tiles or whatever? Yeah. Like, I thought it was one of those. Um, and it's not. It's much better than that. And it's just, you know, this full story that's, you know, definitely gone off the rails now, and Kingdom Hearts 3 is whatever. But the series at its core, when it came out, I think started out with good intentions. And it has, like, some of the best um, quasi-turn-based combat, if you want to call it that, that I've ever seen. Um, and then number one for me, best game ever, uh, Metroid Fusion. Metroid Fusion is far and away the best game I've ever. God played. damn it! How did I not it's... see that coming? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's it's perfect. I should have known about it too, because like the other week, you're like, bro, you gotta download this Metroid like redo. It's free. You can get it online. Oh yeah, like that. I, I do remember you saying it, and that's why I'm not surprised. Like, God damn it! I should have thought of that. <laughs> I just finished AM2R, dude. You got Colin. You will love it. It's so hard. You will absolutely adore it. Um, yeah, I just love punishing myself with video games. You know what? Actually, I goofed. My favorite video game of all time is Dark Souls. I got it for my 14th birthday, and I never put it down for six years. Dark that's Souls or, or Drunk Souls? Hey, that, those are two <laughs> different games, Chris. <laughs> those are two varied. We've gotten in some heated debates <laughs> during Drunk Souls. Yeah, some things have been said during Drunk Souls. <laughs> but to me, to me, Metroid Fusion is the perfect video game. It's everything a game should be. It has enough story to keep you interested but not enough or not so much that it bogs it down the gameplay is perfect the uh progression system the level up like the upgrades are perfect map design's perfect bosses are perfect like and and this is important too that i think a lot of people get wrong in video games uh the length is perfect because a game that is too long can be just as bad as a game that is too short and i don't want to spend 300 hours in I don't know, whatever, the, the Witcher, I guess, is the new one that's, re- that's really 
like crazy fucking long. But like, I don't want to walk around and, and do all these quests for people I don't give a shit about. Like, I want a solid experience front to back that's perfect all the way through. And I don't think there's anything better than Metroid Fusion. Like, you can't go wrong with that. You ever played Chex Quest? That game might be for you. I don't know what that is. <laughs> people who are 30 years old will know what I'm talking about. Chex Quest? Yeah, Chex Quest. It is a video game that launched with the original packaging of the Chex cereal. Okay, that's what I thought, but I wasn't one hundred percent sure. <laughs> it is a. It is essentially a Doom hack where you are a Chex, like a piece of Chex cereal, shooting a gun. How have I not heard of this? Uh, you're like, what are you like, eighteen? Something like that. <laughs> I'm not going to correct you on that. So yes, yes, I am. I must just be too young. So that's that's pretty much uh, that's pretty much it for me. But honestly, like anything that you guys said would also—I mean, fuck it, like Halo, that would be in there too. Like, there's oh so yeah, Halo Three, games. Halo Three custom games. Can I just honor the custom games section of Halo Three? <laughs> yeah, exclusively custom games can be in your list as well. I mean, the campaign was fan fucking tastic, uh, but I actually found out that I like. I like Halo 4's campaign a lot better than I liked Halo 3, only because I played that on Legendary by myself, and they did the car, the the what is it, the Covenant Carbine Justice in that game. One shot to the head, you're dead. Boom. And that's my favorite weapon in the entire series. Damn, if we, you guys have Master Chief Collection, then we gotta play through that shit too. I think I have it. I think so. I don't got that shit. Those are fun. I know I have. I'll have to look later. I'll I'll text you. Okay, I'd be super down for that. I'm playing through uh, some of them with my brother right now because he's finally old enough to kind of play the Halo games and really understand the mechanics of it and everything. Um, so we're I think we're we're kind of ripping through Halo One right now, which is not as good as I remember. <laughs> it's it's kind of dated. It's kind of bad. Fuck you. Uh, it's perfect. <laughs> um. So we have like 15, 20 minutes left. Do we want to get into Colin's mystery topic? Yeah, I'm really excited about this. So what, what do you have for us, Colin? Oh, shit. <laughs> Did, I, <laughs> is this a part where you're, you're doing the homework as the teacher's collecting it? <laughs> no, this no, is, I did it. I did it. No, this is the part where I was supposed to bring the quinoa to the, the potluck, and I didn't. <laughs> uh, I Okay. This will be fun. <laughs> Um, what do you guys think about the future of VR? Uh, I'm just sort of throwing this out there because I had recently been converted to the VR wave that happened two years ago or some, you know, odd years ago. I'm a little late to the, I'm a little tardy to the party, but I played a game called Blade and Sorcery, uh, which is like a, a, a fantasy VR where you, can pick up a bunch of different weapons and you hit people with them and that's it and it was the most fun i've ever had in a fucking video game dude like it is so when you're in the meat space looking at the screen you're like oh that just looks like a computer game when you're when you have the fucking 10 pound headset on your face you're sweating you're lunging back and forth trying to stab people with daggers and shit like 
I was swirling around. I was doing poses with a shield. I looked like Leonidas from 300 out there, like swinging a spear around, stabbing dudes in the neck. It was so realistic and so convincing the way that the movement is that you really feel like you're there. I, so I'm like, I'm on board for whatever VR has for the rest of the future, like the remaining future of maybe the next five years, because Lord knows it's going to die in the next two or three. But Good. I think what, what has come out so far has convinced me that this is the future of gaming. And I want to know what your guys' opinions are. Do you think like the classic controller TV setup is going to be like the standard or are we going to move to a, a, a reality where virtual reality is the new reality? I know I just said a reality a lot of times. It's a lot of realities in that sentence. Yeah. Um, we're, we're hitting critical ass uh, levels of reality. <laughs> well, Chris and I, I, correct me if I'm wrong, Chris, but we kind of experienced VR at the exact same time. Yeah, I, I was trying to think of if it was you or Colin or somebody else. It was at the mall, right? They had like that VR, you know what I'm talking about? Is yeah, no, like I'm glad a... our, our, our time together is that memorable. But yeah, so what we did... Um... <laughs> no, I, I remember... I don't even remember the gameplay. I, it's not... It's a shady memory. Did, but did I thought there was... A, did they have a special on couples VR sessions? Yeah, they did. Yeah. It, was, it was real cute. It was Valentine's Day, so, you know, we got that yeah. 50% off, but... <laughs> <laughs> we... There was there was this thing, which has since closed down, but there was this Whoa, thing in the shocker. Mall. Oh, shocker. Yeah. All right, come on. <laughs> There was this thing in the mall, Colin. I don't know if there's anything like this by where you are, but it was... No, dude, I live in a suburbia. <laughs> so definitely not then. But it was it was basically this uh, mini arcade that was all VR. So you would just go in there and it, it, they had a bunch of uh, computers that, would, that were hooked up to like the HTC Vive or whatever. And then you would pay like five or ten bucks an hour. I don't remember what it was. It was like super cheap. It was like, as what I remember, it was like cheap like for what it was yeah and they had some kind of deal going on too they actually did have a deal going on <laughs> <laughs> but we played um and, and i don't even remember what it was called but it was kind of like this sort of gun ninja like a, you shot thing. like aliens or something and like you tried to progress i don't really remember but i think that is it called broken... like border patrol or something <laughs> yeah it was... not those aliens oh <laughs> Different, different space aliens. Um, it's about that time on the podcast, right? No, no, no. <laughs> Let's crack well, open another Moscow mule. That was the first time, though, that, like, I, I think with VR, seeing is believing. It was one of those things where I'd heard about it for so long, and I was like, this looks shitty, and, like, it's just going to be, like, motion controls, like, the connect. It's going to suck. And, I mean, while it has a long way to go, I think Chris and I... The, the moment I knew VR was going to be awesome is when I could look at his virtual character in the room and I hit, like, the freshest dab, and then he hit one back. <laughs> and you could see it on the thing, and I was this like... This was, like, three years ago when, when that shit was hot. Yeah, yeah, no, not now, you know. <laughs> that was, like, when the dab was brand new. Uh, that was when, that was when I, we did that, and I was like, this is the future of gaming. Like, there's no way... That this isn't going to be. And recently I've been looking at um, like PSVR headsets. I've been trying to find one cheap online because I really want to do 
Resident Evil 7 on VR because apparently it's like really fucking scary. Oh my god, call me up for that. I will drive over to your house for this. Same. <laughs> I would love to. Um, like that is an experience I've been looking for for a while because I, you know me, I love horror stuff. I'm a big horror film guy. I like playing horror games. Like when I first purchased Resident Evil 7, I don't know if you remember, but I locked myself in my room with that metal fucking like wwe standard grade metal chair and sat in front of the tv playing resident evil 7 in the dark with headphones on (laughs) it's exactly what that chair was because i love getting (laughs) i love getting engrossed in like games like that like horror games where because i don't scare easy but i want to be scared colin i think i think more than your love of playing horror games is watching me play horror games because oh, I didn't scare so easily. It's a treat every time. Watching you round a corner so slowly and then go, oh, there's nothing there and turn around and see Lisa's scary ass standing right behind you was the best I, the, the best time I've had in PT. I scared everyone in the house that one time, like everyone that was over. when we were, I think you and I were, because we did a, a, a playthrough of Resident Evil that we, I don't think we ever finished. But something jumped out at me, and I went, oh, shit, like, so loud. <laughs> oh, man. That, yeah, so I would love to do that. And uh, there's, there's a ton of PSVR games that are out right now. Um, Chris, so. have you played any more VR games besides the one you did in the mall in downtown Norfolk or whatever the fuck? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, redacted. Yeah. Uh, you might not live there anymore. No, I don't. Um, I haven't, but I don't really see myself spending the money on it. I think, I don't think VR is the future. I think, you know, gamepad and TV and console or PC or whatever is the future as it's always been. I think VR is going to stay a subset of gaming. Uh, it's not going to dominate the market. So you're a gaming purist. I wouldn't say purist. I just don't think that. You're the Antifa gaming. No. <laughs> can I? Can I? I don't know what you, that would be, but no, I'm not that. <laughs> can I offer you an olive branch, Chris? Okay. So, when I say VR is the future of gaming, I think the headset is the future of gaming. I think that no, no matter how good the motion controls are, I think people are never going to want to get rid of that controller in your hand. So, I think yeah. the ability to put on that headset and look around your environment while you move on a controller, I think is the future of gaming. I think being able to see your TV 360 degrees, like have all of this sort of immersion, but with a controller, I absolutely think that is the future. Maybe not like the waving around and shooting guns and <laughs> dabbing or whatever, but, but I definitely think like the idea of being immersed into your TV is. All right. Well, I'm no longer supporting Connor's, camp because i think dabbing in a vr video game is one of the greatest inventions we've had <laughs> in the past five years if it's i'm not allowed to, if i'm not allowed to pick up an item in the game flip it once or twice in the air catch it and then stab someone with it and then dab in front of their dying corpse i don't want to play that vr game i think it's amazing i just think it'll never hit like the mainstream market i don't think you'll ever see that like you saw the wii motion controls in everybody's house including your grandma's like yeah it just it will never reach that appeal one because of cost and two because of like just the the barrier to entry for getting vr set up is so complicated right now yeah if that if that if the cost goes down and and 
I mean, space is still kind of a thing, but I think uh, I think it might have a chance. But until then, it's going to be a subset. And I don't think it'll dominate ever. I mean, maybe it will if they. It's all about the immersion. Like that's what it is. And if they can do the immersion better than like the classic setup, then yeah, they'll have a chance. But I don't think it's going to be a subset of gaming. Also, it's because people are like super lazy, right? Like. I would much, I would vastly prefer a Sunday evening where I'm sitting with my wiener out in front of the TV and I'm just in my socks eating chips, playing a game where I don't have to move at all. But if I have to like get up and flail around and sweat and then go take a shower after I play a video game, that sucks. People Especially don't want to do wieners that. out, yeah. Especially when my wiener's out. Yeah. It's just that's not a good look. Yeah, I think I think you were saying like the ease of access is definitely a factor. Um, like nowadays, the VR headsets are like seven hundred dollars. That's a lot of money for a fucking Xbox controller, bro. And a small TV. It's exactly. an iPhone. I can go down to Walmart and get a fucking Vizio for like ninety bucks, and I did. And that TV <laughs> served me so well until Chris fucking Listen. Bruce lead it out the window. Uh, hey, you saw you got a better TV out of it. I did. Well, I, I shouldn't got, say better. You had a better I got TV. A TV. <laughs> you, got, <laughs> you got a better TV till he turned it orange. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that TV was like 15 years old. To bring it back full circle, do you remember we when I brought over Spider-Man PS4 to Radford? Like this is uh to the school we went to. Um, <laughs> at uh, pause for edit. <laughs> just bleep it out or whatever i don't know maybe i'll just keep it in who cares um but i brought back spider-man ps4 we tried to play it on that tv and like all of new york was orange because it was like (laughs) color corrected weird or whatever yeah do you still Uh, have that tv me yeah yeah it's sitting up in my room dude i watch avatar the last (laughs) airbender on it the movie right oh absolutely it's the best one in the series. Right, that's the only thing you need to watch. <laughs> it concises the story so well for you. Exactly. It sums it all. There's so much filler in the cartoon. It's just, ugh. Dude, I don't have all that time to be watching 23 episodes. Yeah, just watch the movie. Shyamalan kills it. Speaking of which, I'm going to start the Avatar TV. I've never watched it before. Or I've seen it like here and there. But all right, I'm going to watch Stop the podcast and go watch it now. <laughs> okay. No, I'm, I'm actually going to... Um, Go watch it is what you're going to do. <laughs> probably not tonight, but uh, sometime this week probably. or I'll start it this week. It really is that good. Like We're fucking around, but it's it's an awesome TV show. And I'm going to cap it off with the movie. Nice. Honestly, Save the best would, for last. Save the best for last. <laughs> once, once COVID, I just watched it recently, and it was kind of uh, amazing how awful it is. And it's so bad that once COVID is over, I would love for all of us to get together and like watch it as a family because it's the the biggest piece of shit i think I've, like it, it really is as bad as everyone says that it is we're gonna do uh turn it into like a drinking game like we did with john wick oh absolutely that was yeah. a great time we'll just grab some mad dogs and get trashed Ugh. we can still do it over zoom like we did with uh harry potter with guns <laughs> oh my god that was so much fun <laughs> <laughs> shit i'll show up for that one Colin, were you in? Were you in the thing for Harry Potter with guns? I was not. I was not even invited. Oh, Uh-oh. yeah, yeah. Oof. 
tells the audience where your allegiances lie. Well, I think the next one, if if we uh, can do it, is uh, Fast and Furious remake, shot for shot. But the whole production had a budget of a hundred dollars. <laughs> oh, I think I've seen those for like Star Wars and stuff. So uh, yeah, I think that's our next one. That's a great idea. Yikes! Don't invite me to that one. And and we'll do it. We'll do a drinking game to it. No, don't you want to invite? Oh, actually, drinking. I'm in. Uh, <laughs> there we go. It didn't matter the movie. We could be watching Schindler's List. He's like, oh, a drinking game. <laughs> drinking game. The boy in the striped pajamas drinking game. I'm in. Hold on. It'll be. A, let's see if there are. There's got to be. Yeah, there's a drinking game to Schindler's List. That's uh, oof. That's dark. <laughs> Is it really? I was kidding. Yeah. Hey, hey, so there's mark that page. <laughs> there's three rules uh drink when someone dies in honor of them drink when someone is almost killed but survives in hope and three smoke may it never happen again <laughs> the whole movie yeah <laughs> you're just drinking the whole movie that movie is either people dying or almost dying that's the entire film or smoking or smoking I think it means an, a different kind of smoke, but, you know. Oh. <laughs> oh, oh. I thought they were saying, like, what the characters did on screen, not us. No, 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 yeah. no. Yeah, well, you see, Connor, our minds are like little baby brains. Yeah. We, we're, we were too innocent. Virgin minds. <laughs> yeah, virgin minds. <laughs> that would be... I would love to see that. Like, what, so what do they... Have you seen the trailer for the Fast and Furious one? Is it just, like, Matchbox cars, or how do they do Yeah, they, they do have a trailer for it. I'll have to send it and see if you guys agree with it or not but yeah they're like they've got like matchbox cars and like it's i'll send you the trailer and you'll have to see it it's on youtube i think Fine. i would love to see someone recreate an entire movie using clips of other movies that so would like be you incredible have, you have to you have to make like i i don't know ferris bueller's day off but you have like you can only do it with like horror films you only get to use the shining deadpool 2 and we need to talk about Kevin. <laughs> okay, so if you... I'll send you the link to this, but if you're watching the podcast, if you go to YouTube and you uh, you search The Fast and Furious on a budget, you'll find it. It's called. It's from The Budget Boys. So it's the, it, it is the same dudes that did the Harry Potter one, right? Uh, no, it's not. Let me... It's not the same people, but let me see if they have other... No, it's just those two. They only have the trailer and then the full movie. I sh we should probably say this, too. If you haven't seen Harry Potter with guns, uh, fucking watch it, because it's so funny. If they can find it. If you, yeah, if you can find it, because they got it everywhere. Warner Brothers was not happy about that. No. <laughs> what the hell is Harry Potter with guns? I know it sounds pretty simple to figure it out, but... right. So basically, anytime someone uses, uh, it's not just this, but usually it's like when someone uses a spell or d casts some form of magic. Or a wand. Yeah, they just replace their wand with a Glock. <laughs> Is um, it like edited well? Not really. Kind of. Some points, it kind of is. Yeah. Um. After this, Colin, I'll I'll show you a clip of it. But like, there's, there's one trailer, there's one part where uh, <laughs> yeah, send me a clip from your illegal reel that you have. No, I don't. From I the don't, Warner Brothers. Stash. If Warner Brothers is listening, I don't. Have it. <laughs> we I don't have it any. I for oh. sure don't have it. We threw that away. Yeah, deleted it. Yeah, we saw it on someone else's computer. Yeah, and uh, then we heard about a cease and desist, and we're like, yeah. well, we don't want to go to jail. Yeah, I was like, we oh were just God, this we just, just holding it for our friend. I'm deleting this right away. Yeah. 
but there's one scene um where like i don't know if you remember in the first movie colin when hermione like petrifies neville and he hits the floor really hard um maybe you know what i'm talking about We'll just say for the purposes of the podcast, yes, Connor, I remember that scene. Okay, well, basically, instead of her doing the little wand movement, and then, like, he freezes and falls to the floor, she literally just pulls out a gun and blows his head off, and then he (laughs) he hits the ground so hard. So she's like, I'm sorry, Neville, but I have to do this, and then just pops him in the fucking head. Pops him. (laughs) It's so good, dude. Well, it's about that time. Do you want to wrap it up? Uh, yeah, sure. Um, <laughs> thanks, everybody, for listening to us talk just about Spider-Man and uh, not go off topic at all. So Smash that subscribe and like button. Damn right, dude. Ring the bell uh, for notifications. Yeah, yeah bell dude. for notifications. Um, bell for notifications. Make sure you feed your dog. Uh, sleep merch eight link. hours a day. Merch link in the description below. Merch link. <laughs> Have your pet spayed or neutered. No, seriously, check out that merch link because we got to get ourselves out of this fiscal deficit. Just buy one hoodie. It's, it's one shirt. It's one it's, shirt. It's twenty. It's twenty three ninety nine. That's how much we're in the hole. <laughs> we're, we have we have one in stock, and that's all we need to break even. Please, we'll buy. only ever fulfill one order. First yeah. come, first serve. Uh, uh, Patreon. Find us on Patreon. Uh, we'll send you like a piece of of napkin that i used and it says it has pss on it uh you can find us on pornhub (laughs) (laughs) that's where i post first uh that's the like the first exclusive members that's where they get the content yeah but you have Uh, to you have to have that pornhub premium yeah Uh, well boys i do appreciate you bringing me on board uh this has been a real riot no it's been it's been great to have you back man and tell me if this sounds familiar but I'm going to be working on the Google version and the Spotify version and all of the audio versions, trying to get that up. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Hopefully as soon as possible. Um, As soon as the first episode goes up, that should be on there. But uh, so you heard it here first folks. Uh, The the Spotify link will be available 2020, uh, 2022 actually. Uh, That's coming out in about two years. We'll Mm -hmm. get that up and running as soon as possible. Uh, we do have to clear this with Warner Brothers lawyers first, just to make sure we're clear in all copyrights. Yeah, we got to make sure that it's cool with them that we talked about Harry Potter. Uh, Facebook, yeah. I got to clear it with Facebook. Uh, yeah. and, and you know how lawyer bureaucracies are. It's just going to take a while. So It's going to take a while. So yeah, watch yeah. it on YouTube and buy our merch so we're not in the hole. Uh, <laughs> but thanks again for listening, guys, and we will see you next time. Deuces, bitch. <laughs>